0: Hello, this is Jim Bennett.
1: I'm Abby Bennett.
0: And this is Dinner... Dinner
1: Table Politics, so I thought we were going to say it
0: at the same time. Oh, well, you know, we could have if you had warned me in it advance. It would have been really
1: good, but and you
0: never now know. we'll never know. Now we will never know, but we're grateful to the people that have come back to listen to us talk about lots and lots of things.
1: Thanks, you guys. Appreciate ya.
0: <laughs> and there are lots and lots of things going on. Uh, the president just threatened Iran in capital letters yeah, on Twitter. Tweet. Yeah. What does that do to What that?
1: a world we live in. Yes. I've enjoyed seeing it being memed across the internet. I really like that.
0: What? The, 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 the tweet the format? The capital letter tweets? Yeah.
1: Like I saw one that was like, so he formatted it like, to president of Iran, blah, blah, blah. And then it was all in tweets. And I saw this one, and it it was like, to the president of Iran, never going to give you up, never going to let you down, like all in capital letters. and oh, very I got fun. a good chuckle
0: out of that. Well, you know, it's just remarkable to me how to the lengths to which Trump's defenders are willing to defend him. Have you had a chance to see any of Sasha Baron Cohen's new series, Who is America? No. Have you heard about this? Do, no. Do you know who Sasha Baron Cohen yeah, is? Yeah,
1: he's Borat.
0: He's Borat, and for the last year, he's gone around and... Done an undercover show trying to prank celebrities and prank um, Politicos. And in the last episode, he got Dick Cheney to sign his waterboarding kit and a bunch of other funky things. But at one point, he was talking to Ted Koppel, and he was.
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Ted Koppel's a, a newsman, and he was trying to prove that Donald Trump's inauguration crowd was bigger than Obama's by showing he zoomed in to the crowd and showed that in Obama's crowd it was just all mannequins and dummies. And Ted Koppel said, this interview's over, we're done. But, you know, that's ridiculous, that's a parody, but the reality is that Donald Trump said on the campaign trail that he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and he wouldn't lose any supporters. And that's turning out to be correct, but it's not making him a popular president beyond His base, uh, Vox.com, has an article that says Donald Trump is actually a very unpopular president. Yes, his base likes him, but his overall numbers are terrible. And a new poll released on Monday shows Trump underwater by a 52 to 45 margin, gives Democrats a six-point lead in the generic congressional ballot. But it was largely touted for showing that among Republicans Trump has a better approval rating than presidents Dwight D Eisenhower, Richard Nixon, and George H W Bush ever managed to achieve. So if that's you were That's
1: interesting.
0: So if you were to talk to Republicans, they would say that Donald Trump is one of the best presidents ever. And that opens up the question as to who really is the best president ever.
1: I think that's I think that like the three top best presidents ever are pretty universally held by most people.
0: Okay, they are.
1: I would say Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, FDR.
0: Oh, FDR is in the top three?
1: Yeah. Who else would it be?
0: Well, some people put Jefferson in the top three. Nah. Mm-hmm. Which is actually wrong to do because Jefferson, for all of his accomplishments, was actually a fairly terrible president. The only thing he did was the Louisiana Purchase, which was significant especially since Jefferson himself believed it to be unconstitutional and did it anyway. So Thomas Jefferson's tombstone, which your mother and I visited in Monticello, it was it's right outside of his home in Monticello. Here was buried Thomas Jefferson, author of the Declaration of American Independence, of the Statute of Virginia for Religious Freedom, and father of the University of Virginia. No mention of the fact that he was president of the United States. Huh? Uh, why do you think he didn't mention that?
1: He ran out of space, maybe? Well... On the stone?
0: What do you know about the Statute of Virginia for religious freedom?
1: Um, I think it was a statue in Virginia.
0: Uh, uh, what did it pertain to?
1: Religious freedom. Most Would likely. be my best guess.
0: Most likely. Well, I, I remember reading a book by um, Bob Woodward called The Choice, where he was describing the choice in the 1996 election between Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. And Dick Morris, who was Bill Clinton's advisor, told Clinton that he could only ever be a second-tier president because to be a top-tier president, you have to win a war. And Bill Clinton Hmm. didn't get an opportunity to go to war. And when 9-11 hit, there were many who said this was Bill Clinton's chance for greatness.
1: I guess that's kind of true. Like all the top three that I mentioned, um, Abraham Lincoln, Civil War, obviously. FDR got us through. World War II. two, Two World Wars, right? Kind
0: no, of? FTR wasn't around for World War One.
1: Kind of. He was... Yeah, World yeah, War I yeah, was 1914. Yeah, yeah. Edit that out. Edit that out. Oh, oh Edit well. that out.
0: I don't know. It, it makes you look infelic. Okay,
1: in he field. had three terms, though. I, it, I, he, that's, he had that's four what I, terms. Four, oh, I'm,
0: You're all over the map. I'm really,
1: really embarrassing myself right now. <laughs> it's all right. Well, it's, it's late. That's my excuse.
0: It is late. Nobody knows how late it is, but... Yeah, the reality is, FDR led us through World War II, and Truman took over after FDR died. In, in you know, shortly into and his. And George
1: Washington term. was a war hero from the Revolutionary War.
0: Right, right. But he didn't
1: really fight a war while in office.
0: Uh, no, he didn't. But uh, he's considered great, and one of the primary reasons he's considered great is not necessarily because. Of any kind of me- wonderful thing that he did while in office.
1: It's because he did it all with wooden teeth.
0: Uh, actually, some of the teeth were actually teeth of slaves.
1: Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, that's America, American history. Why you got to suck so bad sometimes?
0: It gets kind of nasty. If oh, you, you start to judge gross. George Washington by the mores of the 21st century, he doesn't come out very well because of how he treated his slaves.
1: Yeah, and that's that's most of the the first, what... 20-some-odd presidents.
0: Oh, twenties. 20's, twenties 20's pushing it, I think. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Well, even if you judge Abraham Lincoln by the mores of the time, Abraham Lincoln made it very clear that he'd be willing to allow slavery to continue if it would hold the union together. And Abraham Lincoln is touted as our greatest president because he came at the time of our greatest challenge, which was when the nation was splitting in half— And the issue that was not settled at the time that the Constitution was written and that was eventually settled by Abraham Lincoln was the issue of whether or not we were a conglomeration of states or that we were a country divided into states. In other words, did the states create the federal government or did the federal government create the states?
1: What do you think? Real, the, real chicken and the egg situation we got well,
0: here. Well, it is. And the implication of the chicken and the egg situation there is if if it's we're a conglomeration of states that's come together in an affiliation of a federal government, then states can continue to um, engage in slavery and they can continue to do all of these other kinds of things. And they have the right to leave. Because if the states create the association, the state can terminate the association. And Lincoln's position was no. The states are part of the federal government, and Lincoln was the first to propose the fact that the United States of America was indivisible. That um, that um, what's the word? What do you call it when you leave the union?
1: Um, secede.
0: Secession. Yes, secession. See, I am smart. You are smart. Uh, but Abraham Lincoln settled the issue as to whether or not secession was constitutional.
1: And I think I think that's all great. But one of the reasons that I personally love Lincoln is his personal like struggles. Like I think Abraham Lincoln as a person is one of the most inspirational people ever. Like the hardships and trials he went through. Like how many times did he lose before he ran for president? Like I don't know. Yeah, and that's that
0: billboard you see. It says lost, 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 and then
1: yeah, and and he struggled with probably, a lot of people think just horrible, horrible depression, probably worse things throughout his entire life, like the loss of so many children, and he actually um, was in love with someone else before he married Mary Todd Lincoln, and she died, tragically, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, he just, he had so many horrible things happen to him, and... And he was and a vampire hunter. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That that too. And then his life also ended tragically. It's a pretty tragic story all around, but within the tragedy, he managed to do something great, and that was really cheesy, but I said it anyways.
0: Well, you know you have a family connection to Abraham Lincoln. Do I? Do you not know that story that I when I was campaigning I would always tell this story, no matter what. It,
1: oh, the ears thing? No. Or uglier than
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I told this on the podcast, I'm I not sure if i so. repeated myself. Yeah, so Abraham Lincoln, um, you're great So Daniel H. Wells is the man we're talking about Daniel H. Wells was the um, third mayor of Salt Lake City He was the first politician in our family And there's a great story about him that I'm going to tell you as soon as we get back From the ad? From the ad Oh,
1: I'm excited to hear
0: it (laughs) I'm excited too So back to Daniel H. Wells. Tell
1: me. Tell me about it.
0: So I think he's my great, great grandfather, which would make him your great, great, great grandfather. See, I did the math there. Mm-hmm. Are you impressed? Yeah, very Anyway, impressed. he was a practicing attorney at the time of Abraham Lincoln in the state of Illinois. And the story goes that Daniel H. Wells met Abraham Lincoln and said, you, sir, are a dead man, for I swore to myself, if I ever met a man who was uglier than I was, I would shoot him on sight. To which Abraham- what a weird rule to live by. <laughs> right. Right. Well, Abraham Lincoln didn't miss a beat and said, shoot away. If I'm uglier than you, I don't want to live. So there you go. And I was told that story by my uncle David when he was telling me how much I look like Daniel H. Wells. So there you go. That's that's your inheritance. You've inherited that genetic, uglier than Abraham Lincoln. And in fact, when when your grandpa was running for re-election, we had the, that series of billboards are you too young to remember that?
1: I vaguely, vaguely remember it.
0: That was in 2004. So you would have been seven years old. Is that right?
1: Um,
0: I'm trying to do the math yeah, here. Yeah, 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 seven. So so Dad wanted to do a series of, of campaign. He didn't want to spend an awful lot of money. He was very popular. He knew he was going to get reelected. And he did a series of billboards, and the billboards uh, didn't have his name on them to begin with They were just three words And the first two words were serious And the third word was ridiculous So it was able, articulate, aerodynamic And honest, humble, hairless and
1: All very true
0: Bold, brilliant, beanpole I wrote all of those, are you impressed?
1: Very impressed
0: And then, then we put up a thing that said Bennett for Senate So everybody knew that we were talking about Bob Bennett but the one that I came up with that I thought was kind of fun was better than better looking than Abraham Lincoln, but just barely. And that was a billboard. I don't
1: know. I feel like Abraham Lincoln. He pulled off the top hat look, and you have to you have to be very specific looking person to be able to pull that off.
0: That's very very true.
1: I don't know. I I just have a soft spot in my heart for Abe personally.
0: Well, the thing about Abraham Lincoln, uh, when you can put him in the top tier of presidents. And you talk about George Washington, and you compare the two of them. Uh, George Washington's greatest accomplishment, in my mind...
1: Was limiting...
0: Was limiting his terms. Yeah. Was stepping down after two terms and setting that precedent that that's what you're supposed to do. And that's what every president did do Besides until... Besides FDR. Until FDR. FDR ran for four terms. And I,
1: think, I think it's interesting. I heard... I don't know who said it the other day, but they were like, to be the president, you have to be a sociopath. To want, like... To want to put yourself out there that much and want that kind of power you know like you have to be a certain kind of crazy and i feel like abraham lincoln and george washington weren't that type of person you know right. like like they took on the responsibility but they didn't like revel in the position and i don't know
0: well that i think is one of the reasons why harry truman has undergone a revision by historians as being one of the great presidents harry truman's Popularity was in the, in the tank for most of his presidency. Mm-hmm. And the famous story is that they didn't do a lot of polling near the end and they were sure that, uh, that Thomas Dewey was going to win the election and not Harry Truman. And there's that famous picture of Harry Truman holding Dewey defeats Truman as the headline of the New York Times mm-hmm. the day that Truman actually won re-election and truman never wanted to be president of the united states and truman was did, wasn't a very, you know, articulate guy and but truman's the one who ended world war 2 and depending on how you feel about his decision to drop the atomic bomb in japan dep- it determines how you ass- how you assess truman's presidency. Yeah. So what's your sense of Harry Truman? Do you-
1: um obviously the Hiroshima, and Nagasaki were some of the worst disasters just some of the most atrocious things to ever happen but I feel like in his defense we didn't really know the horrible long-lasting effects it would have just how devastating it would be and I do think I'm I'm just glad I'm never going to be in that position to have to make that decision to how end do you lives.
0: know you're never going to be in that dis- that position
1: um I, I safe I can safely say I'm never going to be in that position
0: uh, well I don't know. It was very disconcerting to me when Donald Trump was running for office and it surfaced that he had asked three times in a security briefing why we couldn't just use nuclear weapons. And the idea that he had to ask three times is what's discouraging. You should, if you could ask once and be told it, it's never appropriate to use nuclear weapons, you know, barring some kind of catastrophic first strike by another country, there's no appropriate use for nuclear weapons. But for him to be told that a second time, maybe to sort of be reassured, but a third time demonstrates that this is not not a man that I think is morally responsible enough to be able to have his finger on that particular trigger. But that's also the criticism that was leveled a lot of presidents uh, since we've had the capacity to go to nuclear war. Uh, everybody used to call Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagun. get it with an R-A-Y? That's, the, oof, very,
1: that's a good one. That's
0: witty stuff. They thought he was a cowboy that was going to lead us into a nuclear Armageddon. And I consider him to be one of the finest presidents in history.
1: Oh, I know. You really hold a torch for, for I Ronnie. do. I do yeah, hold you a
0: torch to for Ronnie. you used to have a
1: t-shirt with him on it. Did I? Yes, and you wore it all the time.
0: No, I did Well, you yes, gave me a t-shirt with Bernie Sanders on it.
1: Yeah, that was as a joke. You bought this because you loved Ronald so much.
0: I do. I miss the party that used to be the party oh, of Ronald Oh, we right?
1: know. We know.
0: I know. So... But it's, but people are. I would
1: never wear a shirt with a president on it, though. That was just so ridiculous to me.
0: Well, I don't even remember this shirt.
1: Yep, ask mom.
0: All right, I'll ask her. Uh, Do I still have it?
1: No, I think we threw it away because you wore it so much it was like faded and like shrunk. Oh, good for me. Oh, my
0: gosh. Good for me. Well, you know, when people are asked to assess who the best presidents are, people tend to begin history with the day of their birth. So they start to assess. Ronald Reagan ends up marking near the top of great presidents because people remember him. Nobody in living memory remembers Calvin I Coolidge. I don't
1: remember any of the people I said were great presidents.
0: Well, who was the first president you remember?
1: Bush. Bush.
0: W. 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 Bush. You were born in the waning hours of the Clinton administration.
1: I do not remember that. But
0: you don't remember the Clinton presidency. Uh, first president I remember, I can remember sitting on moving boxes in Arlington, Virginia, when I was six years old, watching Richard Nixon resign. And remember thinking, wait a minute, there's going to be a different president? And I remember seeing Gerald Ford and thinking, who's this guy? He's not the president. The president's that ugly guy with the jowls. That's the president.
1: The jowls? You did not know the word jowls when you were six? Well,
0: I knew what he looked like. You liar. I knew what a president was supposed to look like, and a president was supposed to look like Richard Nixon. And in fact, I even remember the 1972 election, riding a big wheel at my preschool and talking to all of my friends at preschool, and they said, yeah, my parents voted for Nixon. Yeah, well, we, my parents voted for Nixon, too. And so we thought that was very cool. Turns out that uh, maybe it wasn't all that
1: cool. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. He did some okay things, and then some really not okay things.
0: Well, actually, if you assess Nixon's presidency in the wake of what he actually accomplished, there are a lot of things that uh, Nixon can point to. Nixon opened up China.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough talk. I want to talk about the president that got stuck in the bathtub. That's <laughs> my that's my real favorite president.
0: Which was? Taft. Yeah, he weighed, what, 350 pounds?
1: I don't know, but I just love the story. Hopefully it's not apocryphal. Hopefully it's really true because it's well, so... Props to you, man, like, for wanting a bath that bad and...
0: <laughs> and being that big... Yeah, that's the story they tell on the White House tour every time you go through it. Your grandmother used to give White House tours all the time, and she so she's told me that story. So I think I, it's,
1: it's I think one of the reasons I like it is that sometimes you forget that like presidents are human, you know? Right. And that's just such like a a human thing to happen. Like I don't know. Well, they seem bigger than life sometimes, but
0: they do, and it's it's well, it's harder for them to be bigger than life now because they undergo such scrutiny. Uh, you look at what happened with JFK and the stories told about him smuggling in the girlfriends of mafia bosses to have affairs in the White House. And if he had had the 24-7 kind of media coverage that modern presidents have, I don't think that would have been possible.
1: Well, don't, don't get me started on the Kennedys. Well, I mean, get started I'm, on not, the Kennedys. I'm not a huge fan. You're
0: not a fan? No. I'm not a fan either.
1: Bobby Kennedy was okay. Well,
0: uh, the, the best one was Joe Kennedy Jr., who died in World War II. He was the one that was supposed to be president of the United States. The
1: Kennedys are a tragic story, but I don't I don't like them that much.
0: Well, uh, but JFK rates near the top of presidents even though he was only president for 3 years, but he was young and he was handsome. He had
1: Addison's disease, fun fact. Yeah. It is caused by get ready for my physiology degree to come in handy. It's caused by an adrenal gland tumor, which is the little gland on top of your kidneys. Yeah. And yeah, and it, one of the symptoms is that your skin has, like, more melanin in it. That's why he looked tan perpetually year-round, basically.
0: Oh, well, there you go.
1: But he had a lot of health issues because of that.
0: Well, he was on a whole bunch of painkillers. He, he he was, you know, the legend of JFK is, I think, far in excess of the actual JFK. But, uh, so, Lincoln's your favorite president?
1: Yes. Who's can- the worst? Um, I don't want tr- saying Trump would be so easy.
0: <laughs> it would be easy. We don't know yet.
1: Yeah, we'll there's, find there's out. There's Still, tor- stories left to tell. I don't know. Warren G. Harding sucked pretty bad.
0: Everybody, everybody points to Harding, but I don't know anything that he Harding had a
1: bunch is. of scandals and was just a huge idiot who surrounded himself with crappy people. Basically. That's right.
0: Well, and Donald Trump, I think, might qualify for that. But we'll have to wait for the judgment of history.
1: My children's history books that's will, right. will tell about Donald Trump. Oh, well, that's
0: weird to think about. That's, well, well, we'll have to wait and for history. And I'll
1: his, be like, yeah, I lived through that. And I knew the word jowls all through <laughs> that time.
0: <laughs> and with that, we will leave you for one more edition of Dinner Table Politics. This is Jim Bennett.
1: I'm Abby Bennett.
0: We'll see you next week.
1: Bye, friends.